This is the 77 WABC minicast. Good morning. I'm Rabbi Joseph Potasnik. And I'm Reverend A.R. Bernard. Reverend, I hope that you and I, in the near future, can resolve a burning issue for the Jewish people and for everyone. How do you spell Hanukkah? Is it C-H? <laughs> is it H? Is it two N's? Is it two K's? National crisis. Here. I have seen so many variations of Hanukkah, you know, and then you write it right to left, left to right. I mean, these are the pressing issues. All right, on a more serious note, let me tell you this, and we'll talk about things perhaps a little more uplifting. What a outrageous event happened at the Hillcrest High School in Queens where the students uh. rioted and a teacher hid uh, in the office or in a closet, you know, we have students running the school and a teacher's in hiding because she's pro-Israel. Who would have thought it? I mean, I, I just, I don't understand what is happening. And I, again, social media plays a role. And I know when kids hear fight, fight, everybody joins in sometimes. But when you, my parents, again, would have if I had been in that in any way, even had followed those kids, God help me. I mean, what what are they learning at home that they think this is acceptable? That's also yeah. that needs to be asked, and people are uncomfortable asking the question: Where are the parents? Yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, I'm a parent, you know, seven boys, and you know, it, it was tough keeping up with what was going on with them, and they're under a lot of pressure. And I'm not making excuses, but what they're exposed to in any given day in terms of ideologies, pop culture, on and on and on. And, you know, the whole idea of contagion where, where, where you know, a crowd comes up with an idea to do something and everyone gets swept up in it, uh, it happens too often. You and I talked about it on one of our program, uh, I think it was this year, where they had that gathering for what what uh, computers or, or oh yeah oh, yeah God, Union, video Union Square riot yeah yeah, yeah. Union yeah. Square remember and the kids that had no idea what was going on and it went crazy they were there for one reason to get a to get to get a freebie you know Rev, so it's, I take it's exception with you in one thing I've met your kids they would never participate in that kind of behavior because they knew they know they're accountable to you and your wife. That you, well, you know, Rabbi, you also taught they, you also taught them there is there's a certain self respect and respect for others that you got to maintain. Yeah, I will tell you, Rabbi, what that boiled down to: they weren't in a hurry to see Jesus, and <laughs> that really helped a lot to keep them in check. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> look, but no, you're right. You're there, right. But there's no I, guarantee. Look, there's no guarantee the children of the good are going to be good. I get it, but there's got to be every effort made. Yeah, and you got to build into it. From when they were young, we had law and order. We had discipline. We had boundaries, and they understood that. And I was very, very firm with them, and my wife as well. And um, they appreciated that because when we would go out and they would see other children have a temper tantrum, that looked so foreign and was rejected by them. And that means, you know, we were able to establish a standard that they judged themselves by. And, yeah, it comes from the home. It's true. No doubt about that. By the way, remember in school when, uh, and I'm looking at Kevin Drosh, our producer, remember in school when there were these tough teachers and we were so unhappy having a teacher that was demanding a lot of homework, strict in the class. As we get older, we look back and say, you know, he or she was a very good teacher. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. That was a great oh, yeah. teacher. I learned in that classroom. Uh, I was afraid of the teacher a bit, 
But I learned from that teacher, and I wish I had more teachers like that. Because the I, teacher was I, not I, my I, pal. We're not, <laughs> kids are not looking for 40-year-old pals, you know. And uh, I think too often they want to be a friend uh, to their kids, and that doesn't work out well. That seems to be some of the, the trends that are going on now, the teachers wanting to be friends. I remember my, my, my geometry teacher, Mr. Weingartner. Does that Thank sound you. Yeah, to yeah. you? Thank you. Yeah, Mr. Weingartner. I think I had him and, too. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> and he was just at no, no breaks on, on the work, the reporting, the homework, nothing. But I enjoyed him so much because of his passion for his subject matter. And that really, really turned my heart towards mathematics because I was thinking about, you know, being a math professor. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. But those impacts are so important. And because he didn't let up, all right, I made it through. And you don't forget individuals like that. I, I can not remember some of the other teachers' names, but his yeah, yeah. clearly right. in my mind because of how he impacted me. Yeah. Can, can you remember the scariest night of the year was not Halloween? It was parent-teachers' night. Yeah. When your parents were going to meet the teachers, you would wait up or you try to feign sleep so you wouldn't be confronted. But you knew the teachers were going to tell them the truth. And again, uh, hopefully you got a good report because if you didn't, uh, you better find another means of egress. Uh, Another means of egress. By the way, you know what what we call parent teachers night? Go ahead. The jig is up. <laughs> By the way, before we get to our guest today, uh, you were asked to serve on a special council in the state of New York. Yeah, you and I have been talking about this for a while. And the governor, <laughs> excuse me, the governor is, you know, trying to find the best way to structure a partnership between faith leaders across the state of New York and a new office that she was establishing uh, in, city, in, in state government. And finally, it, it, it came together after, you know, a lot of back and forth conversation. So this past Monday, myself and uh, about 20 other faith leaders uh, were at dinner with her at the governor's mansion where it was announced. And then a gathering of about 120 clergy from across the state the next day. And it's the, the new uh, uh, Office of uh, Faith and Not-for-Profit uh, Services and it is, in fact, she put together a $5 million budget uh, for the office. Uh, Shauna uh, Washington, uh, Kyra Washington, I'm sorry, daughter of Carl Washington, uh, is the leader of that. Uh, and it's under the oversight of the Secretary of State. Now, in partnership with that, but independent of we created something called the New York State Interfaith Council. And a great body of, of leaders from across the state who are looking to to build relationships, galvanize uh, faith leaders across the, uh, the state, uh, you know, network resources, and collectively uh, address issues. Uh, it's exciting. We left there very, very, uh, you know, heightened in our desire to do something. And um, I'm looking forward to it. I was asked to be president. And, of course, there's an executive committee, of which you better be on. Okay. <laughs> and uh, we're going to be moving forward with it. So yeah, I'm very excited yeah. about it. So before we get to President Frank Wu, Queens College, uh, we're approaching Hanukkah and- How do you spell that? How do you spell uh, that? I spell it C-H because it's the ha, and you have to have a lot of phlegm in your throat in order to express that. <laughs> oh, no, no, <laughs> yeah. no. <laughs> but um, it's, you know, it's lighting candles 
when you see and live in such a dark world? How does one celebrate Hanukkah in the midst of darkness? And I think I once mentioned to you, there was a uh, town hall out in the Midwest that had no electricity. And the only way it could be illuminated was everybody had to bring a lantern. And I think that's our responsibility. We have to bring those lanterns, a little bit of light. I was with a family whose son is still being held hostage. They were on the radio program, the Nutra family. And yeah, they're holding yeah, out hope. And, yeah. You know, you just want to stand with them and hold them and hug them and say, you know, we still believe there'll be a release of the hostages. We got to fight for that, speak out for that. And, and I got to tell you, it's heartening to see it's heartening to see non-Jews who are speaking out. You and the Cardinal and so many others uh, have spoken out on the issue, and to have Jews during this painful period joined by allies like you and others, the Cardinal, uh, is a very very uh, reassuring moment. Yeah, we need each other, Rabbi, and that's the way it is. And you know, we we ask, well, who, who did anybody speak up for me? You know, yeah. but you can't speak up for yourself. Right. That's so important. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 